Hi, welcome to the Green Door Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Faith Vegas, and this is Miss Alyssa Carter. Hi, thank you guys for having me. And um, we uh, are both in the adult industry. Yeah. We shot a few scenes um, the other day, not long ago, but this was our first time in a nightclub. So It was my absolute first time in this nightclub and also ever being in a nightclub that's like this. Right. Too. So yeah. And just in case for all your all you first timers out there, we are an adult social club slash swingers club. Uh for anyone that to that comes here and they want to be in a safe environment where they could explore their wildest fantasies, uh, this is a good place to do it. It's located here in Vegas, not too far trip. So yeah, pretty fun. Yeah. So what was your favorite row when you or what what caught your eye the most? Probably, well, obviously the dungeon entire area kind of got me giddy. Um, the pool tables actually really caught my eye really in the beginning because I've definitely had a lot of times out when like when I was younger and early on kind of a thing where that's where like, the flirting and tension kind of builds up with people. So that's it's kind of exciting to see it in a situation like this. Right. Um, but other than that one, I did really like the hide and seek room as well. Cause it was, it's like a room within a room almost. So it kind of like you have to find the couple, but it's in the couple's area. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, and I really do like this. Like I love the like weird side of windows kind of a thing where it's like you can watch through, but they can't necessarily see you. Like the window, there was a window that we came across when we were filming. Um, and I thought it was a window that actually was outside, but it in fact was not. Um, it's one where people can watch, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one good thing about this place is that um, you cannot, you can't, you can hide, but not for long. No, no. Somebody will be able to find you wherever you got to go. Right. But yeah. And um, this is, I would say, have you ever done anything like this? kind of event like that never ever so like what happens is when people come here for couples that come here for the first time yeah well i tell them like because a lot of them think that when you go to a club you automatically have to like take out your clothes or you yeah. automatically have to play or have to do something yeah just sit and yeah you know what happens it's like it's completely optional and it's just based on how you're feeling right and what your interactions are and your comfortability Lot, right right but it is a good first step one coming here yeah. two watching people have sex in proud of you that's a great it is and being it in person it's com- it's a completely different experience rather than just watching it right or even hearing about it or let's say you're at home or you're in a dorm something like that and you can hear them going out of next door kind of thing it's very different still when you're actually involved in it like you're right. invested by your being a part of it by watching right and yeah it like it kind of hits a new kind of sense that you don't really notice at first yeah but yeah yeah it's really cool and the third step would be something where that they could do is actually have sex with each other but yeah they could close the door, lock it. They don't have to worry yeah. about anybody coming in. But people are going to watch you. People are going to watch and see. Yeah. See it. And yeah. That's a, 
mean for a vanilla type of couple that's a very good it's a really good first step into like yeah it's a good rush good first step into like expanding outward kind of a thing and seeing how comfortable you were in doing that yeah. uh, and also just the idea knowing that somebody is watching you or could be is already exhilarating in, in uh right like regardless if there's somebody actually there or not right just the idea that they could be it all helps heighten senses along right there right yeah now are you um a sexual person very yeah very yeah um how would you say um without without being crossing line yeah yeah thing. um you feel like you were like okay just i like as long as I can remember, well, like well into while well, I was just growing up, like an adolescent kind of a thing, um, I had a very high drive and a very high um, need to explore. Um, there is actually a show growing up that I really got looped into, and it was the Pussycat Dolls Boot Camp, where they were um, auditioning to have somebody else join the Pussycat Dolls. Um, I was not allowed to watch this, but you bet I did. <laughs> and I loved it. And my favorite part about it was the outfits, the entire aesthetic of it all. And then as I got older, I learned more about burlesque and things like that. Um, however, I don't have rhythm. <laughs> so that was out of the question. Um, and I kind of just, as I explored more and figured out what I liked, what I did, I realized that there's way more than I did like than did like. um and then I figured out what I can do with that um this being that um and when I moved into the online aspect of it it's completely at my control um what I do um and it's almost like you can try something once if you don't like it that's fine to start it but if you do like it, then you branch out and you go deeper into arts that you didn't really know existed. And the more that you learn, the more people you meet. Like, the, you're going to learn even other things that you've never heard of. Yeah. And who knows, that could be your next favorite thing, right? And I just find it so interesting because I feel like there's, you never know everything when it comes to this. Right. And there's always something new waiting. And I feel like that's so exciting. And it's so exciting to be able to like have that at your fingertips. Right. And it's not just like you're stuck in a cycle with one partner. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that at all, but I like to explore. So if I were to have a partner, it would also need to be somebody I can explore. Right. So, yeah. Did you, did you um, get into, like, were you a monogamous person when you started? very yeah yeah i was i was in um a very long-term relationship um which was a horrible relationship um and then coming out of that i almost immediately went into another long-term relationship which again was a very awful turmoil relationship but that had nothing to do with my work and almost this entire work was my safe space because it's where i could be myself and not be judged and just I like I could let down all of those walls 
Um, and so that's kind of, it kind of got a little blurry there for a little while where I was almost more invested in my work than in me as a human. Right. Right. And what I actually feel. Um, but then when I kind of got out of the relationship and kind of learned and grew is that healed up a lot of old wounds kind of a thing. Um, not only did I have my sexuality still, but I had me as a whole. And then I realized that me as a whole coming into my sexuality made it that much more intense. Um, especially because I was afraid to speak up about what I liked, what I did, what I wanted to try, what I didn't. And with that, then I had way more enjoy in life and in my experiences, right? So yeah, no, I was super, super monogamous. I still would be when it comes to romantic relationships. Uh, I'm, I've always been that hopeless romantic fairy tale type kind of person where I like if I love somebody, I love them with all my heart. And I, uh, I do get jealous, but in circumstances where you don't know what's the one. Like, I feel like I would be way more open to an open relationship nowadays than I ever was. Right. Yeah. Like, that's one thing that they in the swingers community, because you see a lot of couples that are poly or. Yes. Yeah. At the end of the day, they go out with each other. Yeah, completely. And uh, the only way that works is, is old school communication. A hundred percent communication. Like without that, then you really do start to cross the lines. And I feel like a lot of people nowadays really misunderstand poly and it being that they can have multiple relationships um, all at once, but they don't coincide to the point where it's like, yeah, you can do this, but just don't tell me anything about it ever. And it's like, I understand that to an extent when it comes to like the details of, let's say, sexual experiences or things like that. But there needs to be communication on how that relationship is going because that also affects your relationship. And your partner also needs to be able to have a healthy relationship with your other partner for it to maintain or else it starts to lean and then things fall apart, right? Like, right. not. I feel like that'd be just really stressful. <laughs> How was your experience um, working with another person on camera? Um, I was actually, I still am very nervous every single time. Uh, regardless, even if it's somebody I've worked with like a million times, I still get really jittery and like my palms get sweaty. And, um, but I find it really exciting. And I find, hilariously enough, that I'm normally a lot more soft-spoken when it comes to being on camera. Um, like, I've always been very submissive when it comes to uh, bisexuality. I tend to lean to that side. Um, but, yeah, like, the more comfortable I am with somebody, the more dominant I can be and the more you see that within the filming kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I like it. I still get nervous, but it's still fun every single time and you don't know what's going to happen. Right. No. Yeah. Um, do you prefer um, uh, male, female, trans, or do you, it's all open? All open. Yeah. Yeah. I like... I would love to work with anybody and everybody uh, and just to experience it. Because again, like every partner is different. Every part partner has different sensations, not only on themselves, but also with you. 
um, and the way that you interact, again, connection, anything like that, um, changes every little thing you do. I could do one thing with you and one thing with another partner and have completely different experiences based on like pure experience or levels of communication or levels of even just operability, whatever it may be. But yeah, no, I, anybody and everybody, I definitely doubt. No, yeah. Um, is there something that you haven't done? You haven't tried that's why I'm trying to camera? It could be like public or, um, actually, gangbang, yes. Um, but my one main one, which I have been obsessed with for years, and it's still, it's a dream of mine, is to have a blue cross. Oh. Because that, I just, like, for me, one of, like, my way that I get off is by getting a partner. So, with that, it's just, like, that's literally the goal of my pleasure the height of my pleasure um surrounding me which is very exciting yeah. and so i think that'd be pretty fun to try. but um i also want to slowly try more and more into the whole fnm and on things because i i did i was very hesitant towards it in the beginning um because of past experiences i had um not in my sexual life that <laughs> that really kind of tainted the way i looked at it um, but the more that I do slowly kind of go into that side of things, I love it and I really enjoy it. Um, so yeah, no, that's something also I would like to try more of. What, um, as far as like the video film type of stuff, yeah. um, what have you dove into? Cause I know there's a lot of levels of it. There it is. Yeah. Like, um, I've done, I can say I've done like little bits of okay um and that I enjoy to a certain extent um like pinwheel sharp those kinds of things sharp doll um play is exciting ice play wax play uh I really enjoy wax play just found that out this year <laughs> um I was also terrified of it at first um we just uh I just started doing um like electro play so with like the electric wand um it's hilarious though because i'm still afraid of it yeah um and i actually shot myself pretty badly the one time because i had turned it on and i had i tried the one where i was in control and so you put the pad um directly on your like on your skin and the conductor and then you go to touch the partner um but my knee was already touching the partner and i hadn't noticed so then when i touched them it zapped me really bad oh wow <laughs> and it's freaky so it was fun um but that and then like pretty much the base ends of things where it's like soaking, hair pulling, those kinds of things. Right. Uh, like a little bit of slapping, spanking, flogging. Um, I haven't turned paddling. Um, and um, little bits of ties. But I'm still very new to that. Yeah. You seem like a good like pickle person for some reason. Like you strike me as someone that that would try getting like strapped in where you can't move. You know, I would actually like to see that as an adult because I knew that that was one of my biggest pet peeves as a kid. But I find that things like that as I got older, like I realized that 
there was another side to it that I actually enjoyed. <laughs> um, I actually had that um, happen last night where like uh, one of my friends had tickled just the side of you a little bit. And yeah, it sends like it sends electric, almost like little shocks all the way down and almost goes to your butt cheeks. And I don't know why. Well, yeah. For me at least. But um, but yeah, that'd be something fun to try. Yeah. Yeah. Doing it. And not a lot of ideas for Wow. How about like water sports? Always been interested in it. Yeah. I have done a little bit of it, um, but nothing to the extent of where my kinks are. Right. For at least for what I watch and explore and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't tried enough of it. Do you think that kinks have been a little more daring? compared to how it used to be like 10 years ago or maybe even like 20 years ago? I think that they're not necessarily more Gary, but I think it's necessarily, it's more acceptable to have further lines of things and it'd be like, okay, right? Like where things beforehand, like if you were to tell somebody the, about night plate and stuff like that, it's like, mm, okay, that's worrisome. You need to go to a doctor about it. And then you kind of bottle that up and I feel like it builds a lot of like insecurity within yourself that there's wrong right. instead of having a healthy option to try it out and do it safely where you can enjoy it and a partner can enjoy it as well. Right. right? Yeah. And I feel like it's just now we've come so far in like the educational process of all different kinds of sexual acts. Right. So I feel like do you think uh, because of technology and like media, like how there are a lot more options with social media and outlets with TV and stuff, like Fifty Shades of Grey kind of thing? Yeah. Like, but... uh, would spark people just more that why it's more acceptable now, or do you think it's more like word of mouth or or how people how people act in public kind of thing? I think it's definitely definitely grown with media online and you you started to see it more and more in movies the books a little bit here and there kind of a thing it used to all just be in like erotic novels and there would be like some steamy lines in a couple books you'd be like oh that's that's a bit but now they've kind of it's kind of just the normal to include like real intimacy in books and it not be what like risque at all right right um, and yeah, with there being like TikTok, Instagram, everything online, you can literally look up anything and everything that you wanted, right? And it's, and as you grow up now, people are more and more tech savvy. So it's even easier to find like deeper, darker corners of the internet as well that have so much more. And then I feel like from that point on, it spreads, spreads either through word of mouth or like sending videos to your friend talking about kink's personal experiences and then from that point on it just kind of becomes regular like i remember everybody talking about sex and what they thought it was or what they thought they wanted to do back all the way in junior high right like it's right. it's something that you, that curiosity has always been there and having easy ways to explore it i feel like people just jump it right yeah um, yeah, I always, uh, like we, we, I showed you a video clip yesterday. Yeah. 
Ja. Ja, bij dat. Zelten. Ja, ja. En dan. En dan in de begin van de tijd te tellen. Too much. Ja, he, him himself, he liked it when they suffered, not right. when they. Yeah. Right. And um, I always thought, like, back in back then, whenever you see in movies where they had some kind of thing like that, yeah. or like there's like the movie in one house where, yeah. where the guy was getting paddled as an infusion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he was like, think he certainly have another. Kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, but we thought it was funny. But now, if you do that now, now it's like all the time. Yeah. 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 Compared to it just being like, oh, ha, like they're getting it. They're getting just like a lesson taught, whatever it may be. And now it's like, oh, does that spark something <laughs> that I want you to know about? Yeah. There's some movies that, that were way ahead of its time, like, like the secretary. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that one where. The, the secretary like was like sold into her boss that he doesn't really know so he was she was trying to do things to get him kind of like switched on and then there was like moments where like she would bent over over the desk and no it's like God. he was like over you know yes yeah, like, like that where it's just like in their little subtle hints yeah thing. and then it's so finally like yeah she happened and, and stuff and then she just like you know the secretary all yeah yeah secretary yeah well and even those dynamics though right like those when you watch them in movies and you're like oh like i've never actually like thought of it that way or thought of me being attracted to authority figures or vice versa kind of thing right and i feel like yeah you you find out more and more about that as you go right but it's amazing it is it is and it's and i know that there are a lot of things that are were sexualized in a sense where I know a lot of people read too much into it or people think that because there's so much that talks about sex um, or movies that have explicit or more so explicit uh, scenes they think that it's just like poison people's minds or it's promoting it but it's not it's just talking about what everybody does right. as an adult you know and then it's like and it's making it normal because it is Right. So now, um, with that, like, I saw, I've been seeing like things that get posted on social media of, um, uh, of, like, say the Key Pride or whatever. Yeah. And like, you'll see like some festivals and you'll see like a booth where they are like this, uh, this, uh, dildo retop. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is, that's fun. Yeah, but the, but the part where confusing for me is kids, kids are about watching, and I like. Do you? What's your stance? Those kinds of things, I think that there there's a reason that they are separate in store in like even just yeah stores movies how they're restricted to a certain age because it's not something that kids are needing to learn about at their stage in their developmental process you know and like i feel like those things being introduced a lot earlier in life end up causing a lot of issues or a lot of confusion i find um but also them them seeing products and things like that and knowing that it's normal and it's just a part of life 
they don't think that it's anything different. They don't think of it being ironic. They don't think of it being, oh, this is something I should or I shouldn't see. I shouldn't have seen this. This is like, this was bad. But I feel like it being, it still needs to be every parent, especially their choice of what they want to, like, what to set their children to around kind of a thing. Uh, so big parades like that where kids can see anything and everything. I feel like that's not really going along the lines of consent. That's just putting it in their faces and then if they show up, they just have to deal with it. And I understand the reasoning behind it and the inclusive the inclusivity of it. Um but I also understand that not every parent is as open with their sexuality let alone with themselves, but to talk about it with their kids or to talk about what it is or the explanations or, and I know there's a lot of people that have past traumas of them as kids and how that can bring up old unresolved issues when kids start talking about those kind of feelings and asking you for questions. But it's also even harder then too, because if you aren't able to give them the answers they need it all strives a wedge between you either because it's bringing up feelings in you that you haven't dealt with and so you block it off because it's something that you're just not ready to talk about but they're gonna find the answers regardless and i feel like then it always kind of goes back to that one moment and then you're kind of like this is where what drove a wedge between us but it's not that they saw that and that's what caused the wedge. It's the fact that there just needs to be conversations about it. And I feel like everybody needs to know that their sexuality, regardless of what it is, is okay. And they need to be able to go back to through their life kind of thing and be like, yeah, no, like this was okay. This happened to me. Talk through it, work through it, figure out what they need to do to carry it with them, but not let it affect kind of right and I feel like then it's a lot easier to be around it but no I feel like it's it's all about consent when it comes to those kinds of things but again also if you're going there with your kids and you are aware that there's generally people that are gonna be crazy and just acting out like it's the same thing as if you take your kids to party they're gonna see movies because that's what what has always happened right like it's an expectation at that point so it's either if you're going to go, then you kind of need to be prepared. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I always think of it as like, uh, like, 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 you tell a kid, right? Yeah. Like, I, you know, eventually, what should happen, or what happens most times is where kids can grow up one day and magically and all that personal set of Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and the same thing with like, sexuality. You yeah. Know, like, I feel like I'm naturally going to know what I like. Yeah. And like, yep. and if I have questions, I always like ask questions. And yeah. I was just very lucky that we're opening up to answer any questions that not dear me uh, well, away or they, into other partners that could have been dangerous. Right. Yeah. That, so, like, 
Yeah, I'm very grateful for that. But yeah, to have it uh, in my face like that, like yeah, yeah, you have to this day you have to be prepared for yeah, yeah. what's yeah. what's gonna come at you. Yeah, yeah. and if you have kids, like same thing, you have to be prepared. But but yeah, common sense tells you like yeah, if you gotta drink. <laughs> yeah. For a pride party, yeah, you're gonna yeah. It's just question. Yeah, yeah. And you want it. You do, and you know, and I, I've also found that with being a mom too comes the territory of there's been questions where I'm like, there is no acceptable answer for this aid for you to understand what I'm talking about, and there's no point to explain it to you at this point because it will never make sense. Like mm-hmm. it will not click. You, you can't possibly. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is something that as you grow older, uh, is something that you generally use or a lot of people incorporate into their regular life, but it's not something that you need to worry about until you're a lot older. But when you're older and you want to talk about it, go ahead. No. Yes. Like just knowing that too, I feel like I've had even conversations like that with my kids and then be like, okay, well, because it's like, well, they got the answer and they understand that they don't need to worry about it at least right now. So it's out of sight, out of mind kind of thing, right? Compared to being like, oh yeah, don't worry about that. Like don't 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 it's you shouldn't have even seen that. <laughs> like I want to know. What? This kid like my my dad had a cheer bot. Oh yeah. It's like BT. And uh and I used to sneak site because we had few adult Oh yeah, people in fight. Oh, I remember. But yeah, and, uh, and I, like, I remember the first like blush I've ever seen. <laughs> to the day I remember there's that scene and, like, oh, uh, but I knew it was something I was. <laughs> and then no lady, I was gonna ask and they're like, "What's a what? what's a snip? Yeah, or, like, what was that? What was that? Yeah, like." Don't either like when when this is all eat you out. Yeah, I literally thought like I want to get something here, push. Yeah, like like okay, that's a little weird. Like right, right. I thought about doing that. Right, right. Like so, uh, but yeah, I was I was curious, but then like you know, I mean, it, it, I don't think all that stuff that like what that need to do it this kind of work but but um i was it made me curious i mean appreciate you know as i got older hit puberty and like yeah to the no like finally i yeah finally i have the answers to why i was so curious about these things or why why they were saying what they were saying right yeah it is really cool. And it, it's just, it's kind of funny, though, to, like, think back about the progression of things, too. Um, and even just, like, your own development. Yeah. And things you're like, yeah, I remember how naive I was at one point. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, this is this this is nothing or whatever it may be, right? And now it all, like, it's like, like I don't know what um, strategies I would take to prevent, like, how yeah. I have to cheer about. No, I don't have a lock on the door. Like, it's not like yeah. you got a liquor cabinet. Like, yeah. you know, like, you don't want your kid to be drinking alcohol. 
don't leave it out. Yeah. yeah. You know, or no prescription. Yeah. Uh, so you got to be careful, right? Yeah. Common sense. Yeah. And like kids are curious like that. That's their whole point in life is to figure out what is life, right? Uh, and figure out who they are as a person. So yeah, yeah they're going to want to experiment with anything and everything that's put in front of them. Right. So as long as you're putting in the right tools and giving them the opportunities to learn what they need to learn, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Picking it out which or what is in front of you. Yeah. So like, I am, I see that. <laughs> this. This. <laughs> Like you're ready, like you're ready, both. I am. And like, and yeah. naturally so. When did you start noticing like a changing kind of thing? So hilarious. I don't know why that's aligned for me today, but hilariously enough, um, when I was younger, uh, I actually had a not so fun nickname of Reason on the Board because I had I know it. I was so flat chested, little itty bitty, like, um, and I went to grade seven. I went back for the summer, um, summer, so like two months or so, and I hit puberty some point in that summer, um, and I went from being uh what double A to a double D by the time I got back to grade. Um, and then from that point on, my boobs have. So they have grown consecutively since then. And when I was finishing um, high school and whatnot, I was already in E. Um, and when I ended up being, how old was I then? Probably about 19 when I finally hit like G. Um, and then because I've had kids, they've gotten larger and smaller and larger and smaller. But they have never gone now back further down past um, the J. <laughs> and then this past year, I have been to a K. So now I have K cups. Uh, and another really weird thing that I didn't actually knew or know happened when you're pregnant is that your entire rib rib cage expands. And I didn't know that. Not alone, not just that that happened, but that a lot of the time it doesn't go back, uh, depending on like how high you carry or don't. Uh, so my rib cage expanded as well, which means that so did my waistband. So uh, it's not only a 36 to 38 that I do for a waistband, but finding an E cup anywhere in the store, red lock K cup. It is extremely difficult. And if you Google, or not Google, if you look on Amazon for K-cup bras, there's like six options. And that's Amazon. <laughs> like, and I have ordered three of those versions. Um, and they're all very painful. <laughs> yeah. One was just wire underneath um, and mesh covering. So it fits for the size, but it's not really supportive by any means. Yeah. Uh, and as the time goes on, it's it's kind of like that, like costume, healthy costume material rubbing against your skin for a really long time until there's metal. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the other one is just a really soft material one, falls kind of like jersey feeling material. Um, 
but it's just it's there's no style to it it's just black it's just simple a lot of once you get to really bigger cups it's a lot easier to do them up in the front so it's front flask but if they're front flask ones you also need to try to look for ones where they have multiple because if there's just one you're gonna bust it yeah yeah like i have a my one sports bra at home that i can run in or or do jump rope it uh has three hooks and then a zip and if i undo any of the hooks it'll bust all the way open it'll just separate and then it just goes so i have to like hold them up and then put one over and then the other way and then clasp and do like the middle first and then the outside and then yeah but it's so it's really it's really hard to find them there's few options let alone few patterns yeah and comfortability is really something you worry about if you just need something that works so i feel like mess bras um, sports bra materials uh bralettes a lot of the time are going to be your best bet because at least they cover and you can get like extended ones. So ones that are for regular people are <laughs> supposed to be like crop tops off, right? Um, but then they end up just covering enough. But they feel comfortable enough. They don't cut off circulation anywhere. They maintain them where they need to stay. And they're reasonable. Stuff. And you get colors at patterns. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it's still hard to find. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you wear bras every day? You like- Not. No. no, I and I need to if I'm going out or anything like that. Um, just because uh, if I walk too fast or anything like that, I will win my like I can't go downstairs without holding my boots, or I will win because they yeah, <laughs> I am uh, especially quickly, but especially because they're like because they are natural, it hurts every time a big weight that is then being pulled down on your chest at recent So it's also a weight on my chest that's pulling on my back. Well, the last time I weighed my boobs, they were 14 pounds. And I mean, like, I sat at a coffee table and put my boobs on a scale. I was just curious. And I'm like, so that's 14 pounds sticking out of your chest that you're carrying all day long. Yeah. And it pulls on your neck, your shoulders, every little part. But, yeah. Wow, Oh, you brought a similar, so how? I did, I did. Yeah, I have, the one that I'm currently wearing is very supportive. Uh, And it's, this is actually one of the ones that I do have, and it's in a decent material. So it's quite cute, lace, and it has a supportive part in it. Uh, It does built in with wire in underneath. Um, And, but it doesn't have any on the sides, which is generally where, the material will split first, especially for very busty women, I find. Yeah. Uh, it also has a thicker strap, which is flexible material. Um, and it's also, if you feel it, like because it's thicker and soft, it also adds cushioning when it's pulling on your neck. So it doesn't dig into the skin. Yeah. Um, also, I find a lot of lace bras, when they have lace on the shoulders and things, it will rub raw um but this is my current go-to if i want actual support or if i'm wearing a dress as such where i want them to be uh, <laughs> presentable um 
but I have, again, I have sports bras. I have just comfortable little ones. Um, I have an old nursing one that's just like a V one that you just tuck them in the sides kind of a thing and it's comfy. There's absolutely no support. And if you bend over there, but yeah, I have that one. This is another one of the ones that I do actually really enjoy. And it is from the site that everybody has been trying to cancel because yes, I understand all of the issues that are going on with people being forced to work there and not getting paid and all that. Uh, but it is from Sheen. Um, and they generally are true to size, surprisingly enough. So normally 3XL will fit my Um, and they will still have like full enough coverage for where it needs to be. They have cute patterns. Uh, this is strong enough that it has not broken. The straps are still good enough that again with the weight of of real boobs too it will pull these down if the material sucks because of the weight it'll just slide it off completely so you can't adjust so then half the time you're left without support in but this one actually holds quite well for what it is and for it being so thin and like see-through but it's really another one that i have is like reinforced in the back uh-huh. so it's strong enough that you don't really have to worry it is lacy but not where it counts so like in the waist or not in the waistband um in the band it's comfortable and they have padding on it which makes it really nice doesn't again dig into the skin and it does have one clasp but it's a large one and it's metal so it's a lot harder to bust than if it was plastic or anything else. Yeah. Again, because it's a bustier bra, easier to do up in the front yeah. than it is to do it in the back. Um, mainly because it's really hard to get your it, the in and to stay while doing it up. So a lot of the time, um, my favorite way to do them up is by putting it upside down and in front of you you do it up and then twist it all the way around and then so those ones just kind of remove half of the half do you always try to like look for bras to buy i do like regardless if i need one or not i always uh especially because then if i find a good deal on one i just grab it because i know that i'm going to go through that i know use them uh and especially for my line of work like i like having options instead of just one um for the longest time i just had this one red one that was really uncomfortable and i could wear it and i could film in it but as soon as i took it off right along the sides here it would be from the metal and like but again that's the only one that was supportive enough where it held the outfits in place so it was really really frustrating at first but now finding out like which materials work which is comfortable what works for other outfits that I would generally use, it's way easier to find. Yeah. yeah. Just got to make sure to keep your eyes open. All right. <laughs> yeah. Let me show you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. If you ever see any, just text me a picture of that and then, then I will make you get them for me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, before we sign off, do you have any, uh, can you, any announcements you have going on or is there anything that you want to share with 
Um, nothing too crazy. This is, this is, however, my largest collab. Uh, what lab? Collab trip. Thank you. That's the word trip <laughs> that I have ever done in my career. Um, and it has been strictly based off of work and quality people. And I have thoroughly enjoyed every single experience I've had so far. And it really reflects itself in the work. So I'm super excited for all of the pictures and videos that are going to be coming out and yeah, and everything that's, um, everything that this has brought me for experience wise. Um, not to mention it's opened so many more doors and I will be back very soon. So looking forward to me coming back to Vegas as well. And if they have any other suggestions for when I get back of what to do, yeah. And all oh, absolutely. Yeah. And what uh what sorry. Um I do I uh operate on OnlyFans, Fansly, Peak.com. Um I have loyal fans. I do have a profile on Pornhub, um, many banks, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, quite literally everywhere. So and it's it there it's pretty easy to find me. So if you Google Alyssa Carter 974, you're going to find what you're looking for. <laughs> but yeah. Well, we're definitely going to make sure that we're going to put like a, a lot of your links like, like in our description box. Okay. Yep. And I want you, I want you guys to keep a look. Out. Hopefully you enjoyed Miss Alyssa and her show and tell and the, the conversations that we have because this was a pretty good one. This is a very good conversation and it's easy flowing here. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Though Having this opportunity is, I cannot tell you how excited I was. I boasted about it. Well, so, yeah. yeah. Great. And you're definitely more than welcome to come back anytime. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. And I want you guys to have a good one. Thanks for watching the Green Door Podcast. For more content, click the links below and don't forget to like and subscribe and to follow our guest social media accounts.